Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello there, and thanks for uh, joining us uh, on the polls here on the Joy News uh, channel. Uh, weeping and sorrows, the sad reality of renal patients in Ghana as the country's health system suffers a severe dialysis crisis, pushing many patients uh, to meet their untimely death. <laughs> A 24-year-old boy died this morning. His father is a teacher. His father is a teacher. Gave over 30 years of his life to the service. Could not afford transplants. Could not afford dialysis. 400 cities a week. What do you mean? Do you know how much? We have more coming your way as the country's death toll reportedly increases after the Kolobu teaching hospital ran out of supplies. We'll hear from former President John Drowney Mahama, who is equally asking for the withdrawal of import duties and taxes on medications as well as kits for dialysis treatment. As an immediate measure, I call on the government to exempt medication and kits for dialysis treatment from taxes and duties to maintain this critical lifeline for patients whose survival depends on this treatment. And also this afternoon, we're putting a spotlight on the controversial decision by the Ghana Bulk Oil Storage and Transportation Limited boss to purchase 18 pieces of iPhone for staff uh, of that state's petroleum uh, transportation agency. But the price is what is stoking lots of controversies. We'll get you uh, the very latest blast reactions greeting that very decision here on the polls. Uh, and we're also looking at the long queues which remain at the registration centers of the Electoral Commission of Ghana raising concerns uh, over why the EC is unwilling to extend the registration exercise. We have these and more coming your way here on the polls. I am Blessed Sogana. The polls, as always, is brought to you by Global Communities Digni Lu, Affordable Safe Sanitation. Uh, the polls, as always, is uh, brought to you uh, by Global Communities uh, Digni Lu. And we're live on DSTV Channel uh, 4 to 1, Go TV Channel 1 to 5. This is the polls. Join us as independent, fearless, and credible. We'll bring you details shortly. Please stay.
And thanks for joining us uh, this afternoon. John News is learning that as many as uh, 14 uh, kidney patients uh, on dialysis uh, may have died between just May and September uh, after the Kolibu Teaching Hospital ran out of uh, some consumables, which led to a restriction of dialysis services to only emergency cases. Just last week alone, the teaching hospital attracted widespread criticism uh, when the facility announced an increment uh, in cost of dialysis services from uh, the uh, known 380 Ghana cities to somewhere 765 Ghana cities following a uh, public uh, outburst. That decision has been reversed. In our first episode of the latest series that we have, on Ghana's dialysis crisis, uh, we tell you the story of a 54-year-old kidney disease patient, Georgina, who is leaving on prayer due to the inability of the family to afford treatment. Maxwell Agova has the rest of the story. Fifty-four-year-old Georgina Pia lies in the reclined seat at a private facility, the Central Dialysis Center. She just finished her session for the week. Once a vibrant fish seller at the Tema Fishing Harbor, now confined by her kidney condition, unable to afford the lifeline she needs, regular dialysis. I started getting the symptoms of a kidney condition when my daughter was in the first year of university. Even getting food to eat is difficult. I have to beg before I eat. My mother, who used to support me too, is also blind now. I don't have any helper. I used to sell fish at the fishing harbor and used to get support from my friends, but not anymore. You know the harsh economic conditions now. So I have to beg before I get money for my weekly dialysis at this private facility. Fifty-four year old Georgina Usu was compelled by the closure of the dialysis center at the Kolibu Teaching Hospital to seek treatment from this private facility. She was hopeful that the dialysis center at the Kolibu Teaching Hospital would be reopened so she could go back there. But the news that she received shattered her hopes of ever going back. She says the increase of dialysis treatment from 380 cities to 765 cities is just like the authorities pushing her from behind into a six-feet grave. And bring my mom to this private facility, 460 Her daughter, 26-year-old Stella Uzu, is the only child of her mother. She says the weekly dialysis sessions have taken a toll on their finances. She says, but for friends and family members, her mother would have been dead. Mm, when they closed in May, we were there, I think about a month later, or it didn't even get to a month. Then you are there, and then one person's picture will be sent. So, so and so has died. Couldn't get money to dialyze continuously. Because um, I think Kolebu was the cheapest place, 380 cities at that time. Other facilities were taking 500, 550 at that time. And so 
moving from Kwelebu, no source of income, and then you're supposed to wait 550 twice a week or three times a week. Most patients couldn't get it. So we've actually lost a lot of patients, both young and old. But the one I can count right now is about 12 patients mm. since Kwelebu um, dialysis unit shut down. Because even bringing my mom to this private facility, 400, 460 CDs twice a week, I don't even get it. So it's once a week I get for my mom. I'll call church members, I'll call friends, and then they'll contribute and I'll bring her. Lack of proper and affordable healthcare systems is one of the reasons young people hit the streets last two weeks to protest. One of them, Nasiba Bawa, was seen charging at the police. In a video that has now gone viral, she told me she was protesting because the 24-year-old man had died because he couldn't afford the cost of dialysis. A 24-year-old boy died this morning. His father is a teacher. His father is a teacher. Gave over 30 years of his life to the service. Could not afford transplants. Could not afford dialysis. 400 cities a week. What do you mean? Do you know how much taxes they check out every day? God will judge the government. Two weeks after the protest, I'm at Starbites at West Legon to meet Nasiba. <laughs> she usually buys her lunch here. She says government must do more to cater for people who cannot afford the cost of dialysis. She says no one should die because they can't afford to live. I was so upset. Like, it got to me. And not even just because Hassan died, but what Hassan represented, even for me, you know, that he represented um, a lost, like a country that had failed him. Yeah. He represented people who were dying and had died. He represents a lot of things for me. Yeah. And so looking at him and looking at the situation that finally what had gotten him into, it was as though like you were living in a memory yet to happen. Mm. I was angry, that's the word. I wasn't upset. I was angry and angry and anger is a very rare emotion for me. Mm. It's a very important emotion for me. Like for you to be angry, yeah. it's it's it means that the, the thing you're angry about is very important because I would say I'm annoyed. Mm. I'm upset. These stories underscore the urgent need for the government to address the healthcare disparities in the country, ensuring that essential treatments like dialysis are affordable and accessible to all, regardless of their financial status. The lives of people like Georgina Mensa and countless others depend on it. Maxula Baba, join us. We stay on the story because pressure is mounting on government to address the concerns as the Renal Patients Association uh, of uh, Ghana, made up of uh, those suffering uh, these uh, kidney conditions, are asking government to uh, quickly uh, fix the challenges of the cost and also uh, provide many more of the facilities with more uh, dialysis kits. Uh, we can now uh, get more from Max Olabuba, who's been following their press conference for us today. Uh, he's joining us from the grounds. And Max, so there are concerns that more persons may die if nothing is being done. What more is the concern of these patients? Renal Association of Ghana have in mourning um, 14 of their members who they say died between the period of May and September. They say that many of them used to get free treatment um, from the Kolibu Teaching Hospital. 
these dialysis treatments uh, was sponsored by some benevolent persons. And they say that the Kolibu Teaching Hospital um, restricted the dialysis services to only emergency cases. They say they had to resort um, to the use of private facilities to get that treatment. They tell us that because they are unable to get that treatment, some of them are unable to go for their dialysis um, treatment. As we speak, the renal unit has been closed since 22nd May 2023. Up to date, up to date, to outpatients, patients have gone through turbulent times as we struggle to finance our dialysis, our dialysis treatments at private dialysis centers across the city. Unfortunately, during this shutdown period, we we have lost about 14 of our friends. Patients with ESRD and patients with ERLD and this has left the rest of us living in constant fear for our tomorrow. This is because we do not know who amongst our number will be the next to lose their lives needlessly. For the souls of our departed friends, may they rest in peace. Please let's observe a minute's silence for them. I've been speaking to some of the patients who used to receive their dialysis treatment here at the Kolibu Teaching Hospital. This is the water I'm supposed to drink the whole day. Um, so let's say if I take tea, yeah. I have to factor it into it. Uh, if I eat fufu, you know, fufu goes with soup, I have to factor it into it. Yeah. And then um, anything, anything soupy mm. or anything, we, we, we even use the word fluid, you are supposed to factor it into it because the kidney is, not, is down and the kidney is not able to extract the excess water. Mm. So when you take more water, you can't breathe properly, you cannot sleep, your legs will be swollen, you get your face bruises, so this is the water you're supposed to take. Uh, one, uh, I think the 22nd was a Monday. Uh, they reported for dialysis, and when they came, they were told that the consumables are out of shortage, so they should go and find the places to do it. Thank God, in Accra, there are a lot of dialysis centers around, but as to the quality, it's another thing altogether. So we have to go and look for money and go and do it somewhere. So since from that time, uh, the 22nd of May, the place has been shut down to the OPD patients. No OPD patient is being worked there. It's only for emergencies that they are working on them. So it's true, the place has been shut down. As we are talking now, it's still not open to OPD. They are only doing emergencies. Did these deaths happen because um, your members, um, we told majority of them, are beneficiaries of some kind of sponsorship yes. arrangement here? So sometimes they come for the dialysis free of charge. Yes. These deaths occur because they couldn't raise enough money to go to private facilities or other facilities to get a dialysis? Is yeah, that Sure, that was it. That was the bottom line, that was it. Like I said, most of the people who come here are very vulnerable. They don't have the means. They, don't, they are not working. So where is he going to have that money from? And most of the private sector are charging between 550 and 600 per session. So they don't have. Just this morning, we just had information, one of our colleagues gone. 
So that brings the number to a 15? Yeah, 15. Just this morning, I just had information one of the guys gone. I learned he was doing it within two weeks, two weeks, because he was not having money to do it. Probably, most of them, most of them probably are doing three times a week. So three times a week, you sit down for two weeks, you go and do one. That is the end result. So most of them, all these 15 people, I can mention their name, but that is if only the, the, the relatives who agreed to me for me to mention their names, I can mention their offer to you. Very vulnerable people, they don't have the means to go for the dialysis at the private centers. Mm. So it kills them. I've never passed union since 11 years now. Yeah, because you eat, you drink. Because the kidney is spoiled, it's to the end stage. Yeah, so you don't pass, I don't pass urine. It doesn't come, it's not even a drop. Instead of doing three times, I have to do one. Because if I go, maybe Wednesday, I can't go on Saturday. I have to wait maybe Monday. Then I go, I'm suffering, but what can I do? I have no option. I have to, I have to manage. Yeah, so that's how we are living. So... We hear that 14 of your members have died. Yes, yes. The because they didn't. The most painful one, his name is Charles. But Tell me about Charles. Charles was a very young, vibrant guy, very handsome. We do send him going to buy food for us. Even when you see, you won't believe he's sick. When there is something, he, he will be taking care of everything. We, we are there and we ask the two of us, who will go first? Everybody will point me. If you say who will go first, what is that? Like, like, if, who, but like if we are saying who should die, they will point me, they won't point him because he's, he's young. You freely discuss that? Oh, sometimes we do. We, we, we are, when we are there, we discuss uh, what happens to us. Oh, today... What, you see death approaching? We see death every day. We see. How? Sometimes, you know, you are there, you, 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 you may be on the machine, you, 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 you might not know what will happen. Your heart can fail you, you can die. Mm. It comes with heart and diabetes. So if you have diabetes, if you have heart problem too, it causes uh, your kidney to, uh, to spoil. So. Former President John Mahama has also been wading um, into the conversation, calling for the scrapping of import duties and taxes on consumables and kits used for dialysis treatment. He says it is disincentive for the government to continue to tax the elderly and the vulnerable population. These promises can be found on page 63 of the LDC Manifesto of 2020. Given the opportunity, we shall bring relief to thousands of our citizens suffering from these ailments. Just this week, there was an uproar when the nation's premier teaching hospital, Kolebu, announced an increase in charges for dialysis treatment by 100%. This was threatening to put the cost of dialysis treatment out of the reach of many parents, patients and their families. The explanation I've read from the Kolebu teaching hospital cites the increase in taxes and duties of materials for dialysis treatment as the main reason for their decision to hike the price by 100%. As an immediate measure, I call on the government to exempt medication and kits for dialysis treatment from taxes and duties to maintain this critical lifeline for patients whose survival depends on this treatment. 
I've had first-hand experience with the story of one of my assemblymen from the Bolle Bamboy district uh, constituency where I was a member of parliament for 12 years. This assemblyman had to travel weekly to Kumasi for dialysis treatment because there was no such facility anywhere near our constituency. And there are many places in this country where dialysis is not available. And so if you have to deal with disease, you either have to travel to Tamale, to Kumasi, to Accra, Cape Coast, or any of those places for dialysis. And you can imagine the transportation alone, including the cost of the dialysis treatment. Most people cannot afford, afford it. So this assemblyman had to, had to travel weekly to Kumasi from Bole Bamboy, my constituency, for dialysis treatment because there was no such facility anywhere near our constituency. After a while, the cost of transportation to and fro became too expensive to bear. He therefore had to move with his wife, who was his caregiver, to Kumasi near the health facility for ease of treatment. The cost of treatment and care drained the family financially. Despite the monetary support I continued to give to the family, the absence of an opportunity for a transplant led to a deterioration in his condition and eventually to his death. He passed away. These are real life stories. They are not statistics. These are the lives of our citizens, our people. Amidst the current economic crisis and a difficult period for many Ghanaians with western hardship, high cost of living, collapsing businesses and unemployment, the government should not be sensitive by passing on catastrophic health care costs onto the people with life-threatening diseases, especially the elderly. Because this is akin to condemning them to a death sentence. Many of such patients in this bracket are elderly people. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Also, former President John Romani Muhammad there, uh, indicating that many of these uh, kidney disease patients are being sentenced uh, to death. That's how he's describing this. I want to bring in uh, a member on the Health Committee of Parliament, Charles Agbefe, uh, who is also MP for Agotima Zyopi, joining us uh, right now via Zoom. Thank you, sir, for spending some time with us here uh, on uh, the poll. So let's start off with, with you know, the concerns of the former president, uh, pointing out that what we should be moving towards doing as a uh, country now is to consider the point where, of course, uh, we will be reversing or perhaps withdrawing all uh, tax components on imports for the dialysis machines. Uh, as the health committee in parliament, has this got into your notice and what do you intend to do? Thank you very much, Blaise. And a very good afternoon to your cherished uh, viewers. Brother, this issue has come to our attention. And uh, I must also extend my condolences to those who passed away because they could not assess the reasonably cost of priced diocese care at Kolebu. When this issue of Kolebu increasing their cost of diocese, when it came to our attention, hello, Charles. Uh, we'll definitely, uh, of course, uh, reconnect. 
uh, with Charles Agbeva, who's uh, MP for Agotino Ziope, and also a member of the uh, Health Committee, just uh, at the verge of pointing out to us uh, what Parliament's uh, Health Committee has been doing. Uh, Honourable, we lost you briefly on the point you're raising, the, the point about uh, what you intend to do in Parliament. Yes, we lost you briefly. If we could just take that point for us again. So, Parliament's minority uh, ranking on our winter calendar issued a statement that Kolobu should reverse the prices back to the original. Number two, all those who have paid the new prices should be given or should access the diocese care to offset whatever increments they incurred as a result of the new prices. But we understand they've closed the places only for emergency cases. What Parliament intends doing and what we've been discussing among ourselves is one, every fees or charges at Kolibu is approved by Parliament. And this new request of 765 has not come for approval. In fact, before Kolibu charges any uh, fee or any cost to a client, it comes to Parliament for approval through the subsidiary legislation committee. This year, August, when Kolobu met the committee, there was no renal diocese charges. And so we were all taken aback. And that's why I was happy Kolobu has explained that they did not approve, the management of Kolobu, they did not approve the renal diocese charges issued by the renal department. This brings to us or brings to our attention that there's something wrong there. Because a department cannot just go and increase prices arbitrarily when there is a regime for price charges. And so the first thing is to look at why they are demanding for the price charges. Obviously, the duties and taxes they are paying at the ports, the CD dollar exchange, because we are importing all these items, and then three. Even getting the items quickly and procured is another challenge. And so, Colombo should present to us in Parliament its challenges. Are you, are, you, are, you telling me, are you telling me that as a member of the Health Committee, none of these concerns has ever come to your attention? These concerns come to us. Yeah, so why, so why are you not fixing, why are you not fixing the challenge? That, that's the it's concern because, of Ghana. It's because, it's because government's system of waiving taxes on these items at the port is very complex. We are asking for a very remote uh, uh, automated system now. So we list all items that affect the healthcare of our people. It's dialysis uh, consumables and the Quebecs, if you look at the duties and taxes on them, I mean, this is for the vulnerable and the aged in our society. What do you think they can get these monies from? 765, 560 a week, or sometimes three times a week? It's, it's, it is not possible. And so we need to sit with, we've been discussing this. But you know the situation we have in the country now. I see. Government, government will be busy waiving taxes on other items when what is needed for the health of the people that is always delayed. Mm. Uh, and the Ministry of Health 
They write to the minister, the minister of Health. He sends it to the Ministry of Finance. <laughs> you and I know God knows when this will be approved. So they eventually have to go and clear their boots, pay those monies, and definitely they have to get a markup. They have to get money again to go and import. Okay. You, the minority in parliament, you, you've issued a statement as well on this matter. And what you're seeking to suggest is that, first of all, there must be punitive measures. And beyond that, your checks also reveal that, you know, the newly announced price of about some 700 plus cities is what's been, you know, charged even as we speak at, at the um, Kolebu Teaching Hospital. What, what more facts are you gathering about this? Has the trend been, been, has it been reversed? And are you equally uh, demanding for some refund to all the persons that they've illegally charged these fees? And this is looking at the import of the press conference. First, we demanded that the new prices should not be affected. It should be reversed. Number two, those who have paid the new prices should be given a refund or be allowed to access the service, and then there is this uh, cost, there's this balance. The balance we give them can be also used for for attending the service. Then we are also asking that Kolobu should put in place a robust structural system where one department cannot just get up without following due process. It change prices overnight affecting the variable and the agent. No, we are looking at that. That is where we are not asking for punitive action. We are asking for putting in place administrative structures that will avert this unfortunate situation. Then the next thing we are also asking for government to change its tax waiver system. It's too cumbersome and complex. Right? If you know the number of applications and requests Kolebu and other government institutions have made to the Minister of Finance to waive taxes on items they've imported, that would help and support vulnerable and the aged in the society. You will be shocked. And they are still lying there. They are still lying there, not approved. And so it's important. And this is come to Parliament. And that's why I think Kolebu should make another case for us. With this case, when it comes to parliament and they're asking for an increment, we will ask why. And when we know, and we all know, we will then on the floor of parliament debate and make a presentation to the Minister of Finance. Bring him to the floor of parliament and tell him that this is not acceptable. In fact, they need to put in a special purpose vehicle just for this. Because for losing 14 members, 14 Ghanaians between May and September, just because they cannot afford, it's unacceptable. It's not acceptable. Okay, uh, there's, the, there's, the, there's the issue about the patient as well. Uh, policy measures to, to be considered, uh, especially when it comes to, for instance, some of these social schemes that we have. NHIS has come up strongly. Uh, why are we not able to, you know, think about, I mean, I'm just looking at the possibility where such a scheme can take care of these patients. Uh, it's not as though it's too much. Maybe having an NHIS scheme for persons suffering this condition. You, you have some um, working experience with that organization. Is it feasible 
to consider such a policy measure, at least as a cushion for them? I think NHIS have a very robust uh, actuarial department that can look at the sustainability of adding on renal dialysis cost to the benefit package of the scheme. Recently, NHIS have been adding on even more expensive um, conditions like cervical cancer and others. Breast cancer and others are also being considered. Uh, family planning has been added on. And so I, I believe strongly we can make a case for this, for it to be looked at. We can look at, you know, we have the acute and then we have the chronic. Those who have the chronic condition, renal condition, they go almost three times a week. The acute is maybe once a week, once two weeks. We could look at the OPD cases and see how we can subsidize, probably subsidize to start with the cost for these patients. And I think it will go a very long way to minimize the death we are, we are seeing. Then number two, I also think um, there should be a concerted effort to ensure that we have this dialysis equipment in almost all district capitals, district hospitals, at least the existing ones, so that patients' cost of traveling, time of traveling, will be minimized, will reduce. Those monies they will use to travel up and down, they could just walk into their district hospitals and get it done for them at a reasonable cost without incurring too much travel time. Like what the president was saying about the, the gentleman in his constituency. Then finally, I also think there's strong need, a very strong push. I'm with you, sir. Uh, we can hear you. Yes, we're, we're with you, sir. Okay. I am requesting for a strong push for a new public health alert. Present. Every health institution now, when they are making a presentation on their top 10 diseases, one of them now is our NCDs. NCDs meaning the non-communicable diseases, which include the uh, renal dysfunction, the kidney diseases, the uh, hypertension patients, and, and then, uh, what do you call it, heart failure and others. It's becoming a rate at which even young people are getting this is alarming. And so there's a need for us to do a lot of public education. How many people do health checks a year in this country? We should encourage people to be checking their health status annually, at least twice a year. If the condition is detected early, the chances of you getting cured or getting uh, getting to the chronic state before you start solving is very, very low. Right. And so I see some of these challenges, some of these solutions should be a public education, mm. massive public education. We need to pay for it. We need to advertise. We need to educate our people and tell them that the disease is real. This is diseases that we can avoid. Right. It is preventable. It is not communicable. It's our lifestyle. And so if we are educated and we are told we exercise once a week or twice a week and we should be checking our health because we would avoid 
All right. Uh, Parliament is resuming in just about um, two weeks. Will you trigger some processes as the minority in Parliament on this? We started it already through the public uh, engagement. The press statement we released, and I think when we resume, that will be the first one of the first few statements. I wish I could, with the support of the. Uh, committee members. This should not be a minority case. Right. This is uh, something affecting uh, a national in this crisis. Country, yes, both majority minority, a national issue. Yes, and so we should trigger it for for a special committee to look at it. What is really happening? I even think the committee should visit Kolibu and find out why the centre is too closed till now. Why are they only rendering services on emergency cases? Mm. Because. In this country, for the, uh, the charges are the cheapest. And if you are denying people for OPD services and only looking at emergencies, you are creating a lot of challenge for them. And so we need to go in there quickly, look at it, visit the hospital, know what is happening, try to get an understanding of what is happening throughout the country, and then make a proper presentation on the floor of parliament for us to take a decision on. All right. Uh, These are things I think we need to trigger now need- before we enter before parliamentary issues. Grateful uh, for your time. Uh, that's Charles Agbeve uh, joining us here on uh, the Pulse, a member of the Health Committee in Parliament. And as we speak now, it's time to talk about anti-corruption uh, because social media in the last few hours has been awash uh, with outrage over that decision by management of the bulk oil storage and transport uh, limited Bosch to procure 18 iPhones for staff of the state uh, you know, petroleum storage company. Boston, an official statement, is now admitting... Uh, to procuring the phones, except to say that Boss believes the purported cost-making rounds on social media is highly inflated and false as we know it. So, joining us is he has been doing some checks for us, uh, joins us in studio with uh, details of what it is that has been said about this um, particular iPhones, iPhones for staff of yeah. Boss. <laughs> this is strange, by the way. But, but let's get to, you know, first of the cost, yeah. correct? Because uh, Boss is contending, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, the... the, the, the in fact, just around the weekend... Um, uh, there were rumors swelling around social media that Boss had purchased these iPhones for a cost of about 28 million Ghana cities. So this Boss statement does not contest the fact that these iPhones have been bought for its board members and some senior management members. It actually says that the price is different. So let me take you through the statement as I've been put out. It says that the total cost of the phone stood at 234,000 Ghana cities and grossed out to taxes and everything. The amount is captured in the financial report. They say that the reason for the purchase of the devices was to equip the team to stay in touch with the management information and business intelligence systems of the company for efficient decision-making. And the petroleum storage and transportation space, a split second can make the difference between success and failure. So, boss admitting that they had to buy 18 iPhone 13s for some of their senior management members and board members because they wanted to stay in touch. And like you said, a lot of comments coming in from social media is what phones were the board members and managers using before this and couldn't they stay in touch with that? So the main statement that just came out from Boss is to say first and foremost that, yes, we've bought the phones, not for 28 million Ghana cities like has been alleged on social media, but 284,000 Ghana cities at a... If you do the math, that's a unit cost around 15,000 cities, iPhone 13, and yeah. other things. So that, that is the response from Boss that it was important 
to link up management and board to stay in tune and be contacting each other every now and then. I see. Uh, but, but of course, this purchases were not done this year. That, yes. That's that's the official report. Well, it was we're bought we're in 2022. 2022. When you look at the, the, the public procurement authorities approval to bust to be able to do this. In 2022, this approval was given, the phones were bought. So this is 2022. And in fact, there are those who are making the calculation that in 2022, iPhone 13s did not cost that much and all that. But these are questions that have been asked in, in, in terms of social media and even mainstream media. Those who are asking about the propriety of a struggling company like Boss, who has been making losses over the past few years, spending that huge sums of money to buy iPhones for board members and senior management members who are already drawing salaries, drawing allowances, and why are they not buying this for themselves? Even questions about, will they hand these phones back to the company when it's time to leave, or this is something that they're going to keep as their property? The questions are coming, but this boss statement responds to two of the main issues. One, that we did not spend 28 million Ghana cities. We did spend 284,000, and it has been working so far for us to keep management and staff in tune to be able to deliver on the Okay, now, now the essence for which even the, the phones were, were purchased, uh, you know, for communication, do, do we know what sort of communication? Because, uh, you know, the reaction is, why purchase these phones mm. if the sole aim for, you know, carrying out the exercise is communication? Uh, w- what's the statement? Yeah, if you look at the statement, if you look at paragraph four, it says, the reason for the purchase of the devices was to equip the team to stay in touch with the management information and business intelligence systems of the company for efficient decision-making. In the petroleum storage and transportation space, a split second can make the difference between success and failure. And they claim that the results so far is there to show, because since they bought this phone for management and board members, they've been quite working well, gelling together, and they are delivering results for the company. Mm -hmm. Of course, if the auditor... Auditor General audits them later on. Yeah. It will be good to see whether or not this is actually true and it's working or not. Yeah, but the but, phones, yeah. I mean, the, the essence of it, they are not really explaining the Yes, rationale. all that they are saying is that these phones were to enable management and the board mm-hmm. to stay in touch and they quote management information and business intelligence systems. Mm-hmm. So these phones is to allow boss to stay in touch with this system. And the question to ask again is, is it only iPhones at that extra, ex- mm-hmm. extraordinary cost? Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. That is going to allow management and board stay in tune. Of course, boss does not answer that part of the statement, only to say that well, it is working for us so far, and we think that we've made good. Okay, there are some more points that have been raised on that uh, statement now, but but let's um, also bring in Adam Sedano, who is uh, co-chair of the Citizens Movement Against Corruption, uh, monitoring all of this. Uh, and there are integrity issues coming up, Mr. Sedano, about uh, why first of all, boss would want to buy iPhone. Um, for iPhones, for, for their uh, staff. I mean, what, what do you make of the uh, clarification coming through? Uh, they, first of all, dispute the figures. Quick, what's the figure? Yes, 284,000 mm-hmm. Ghana cities. 284. And if we do that breakdown, they should just about 15,000. Uh, that, that's, that's enough, at least, um, to purchase a smartphone. Isn't what, what, what do you mean 15,000 is enough? It's way overboard. I mean, come on. 
if you went to the market and we did a three invoices thing mm-hmm. and you wanted to find a suitable phone, anything between um, um, $1,500 and $4,000 will give you an excellent phone with all the features you need. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is BOST we're talking about. It's a, you know, a very strategic state agency. Come on. I mean, is that a prudent use of our resources? Don't forget that the price builder includes a BOST special levy. What it tells you is that if they did well last year, it's mm-hmm. simply because the people of Ghana at the pop have had to pay much more. And we're not expecting that we'll pay that much more so that you go and buy iPhones with 15,000 Ghana cities. That's corruption. That's an abuse of entrusted power for personal gain. That should not be allowed. Okay, ju- just hold oh. on for us briefly. Uh, quick, quick, the, the reason they're giving now, let's probably read that. Take that again. They yeah, say yes. that the reason for the purchase of the yeah. devices was to equip the team to stay in touch with the management information and business intelligence systems of mm. the company for efficient decision-making. We must instruct, it's instructed to know that this yes. was single source. So, so that's the explanation. Strategic reasons, intelligence-driven. Okay. Mm. What is strategic about that? Right. Which kind of phone today that you can get between 1500 and 5000 that won't allow you to be... I mean, it's all about having the app on the phone. You need to connect to anything in any system. It's about an app. Don't get confused with the English language that is trying to sound more technical than they, they really are technical. There is no justification for the resources of this nation to be used for 15,000 Ghana CD phones. Somebody must be held accountable. And I really don't see how a procurement process in any entity, which is state, where we have public servants who are supposed to be servicing the people of this country. And they say they've taken the money out of the special levy. All these years, that boss has not been doing well. For the first time, they are doing well. Because you had a special levy added to the build-up in the cost that we are paying. And you don't wait to sustain that. And you are using the benefit from that for yourselves. Really? Kind of responsible citizenship or responsible leadership does that? The purchases were, were yeah. The purchases were, were done last year. Uh, um, some some uh, of the op- opinion that a lot of what has gone under the bridge. Let, let's just forget about it. Let's move forward, but ensure that boss does not going to such businesses again. Well, I think that it the best practice is always to go back and unexamine life is not worth living. You need to reflect and check. It is only when you find the places where you've made the mistakes and plug those gaps and ensure that they don't still exist for others to exploit, then you can be sure that going forward, it will not repeat itself. So let's not pretend that nothing happened, forget about it. No, you need to do a drill down, a very clinical audit. My thinking is how, what kind of procurement process did they follow? I think you just answered it. Did you say single sourcing? <laughs> Precisely. Now, are we surprised? How, on what basis did they do a single source for this? In this country, we don't have people who supply phones that you can get at a good, prudent cost, modest cost. This is not acceptable. Uh, we need to find out who leads the internal processes in Boston. Because, uh, all you know, if they, in the first year they made some sense of a break-even, they are buying 15,000 Ghana CD phones. Can you imagine what will happen next? Okay, uh, but but it's a bigger conversation about some of these um, state agencies uh, that are deemed to be, quote-unquote, lucrative, right? 
bossed VRA. The, the story goes on and on. I, I don't want to mention the others. There's this perception about some of these state agencies that we need to deal with. You agree? Well, yes. I, I, well, I don't know about VRA. I, I, I thought that VRA usually, I mean, the, the part of the, the groups that you have a lot of professionals there doing okay. work. Uh, it's only when you get into the uh, the oil and gas mm-hmm. and other Sector. spaces mm-hmm. that there's a lot of things going on that you can't wrap your mind around. I mean, uh, first, uh, I mean, this is the first time they've had yeah. negative press, you know, coverage simply because the decision making at a management level, you are wondering what is going on. In my mind, I think that perhaps we should start looking at all boards. Because, I mean, it seems to me that people are taking advantage of the various systems we have. Uh, And I'm wondering, is it that management felt that, okay, this is our board, if we don't make them feel cozy and fine, uh, our own jobs may be on the line. I'm just wondering. So perhaps we should be looking much more at what's happening at the board level. Because how did that decision get taken? And why would anybody spend this kind of money? How come nobody recognized that the state of the economy of Ghana means that people would not expect us to do this and still went ahead with it? I think that those are questions. And therefore, from that sense, any other state entity that has boards, let's take a look at what are the boards doing? What kind of purchases are going on? What kind of travel is going on? What kind of perks are we giving them? How is the public purse being protected? Because if the people at the board themselves are just interested in their own perks, it is going to trickle down through management to staff. And perhaps that's where you're going to have uh, very huge bills and costs to the nation. And then we seem to always be, you know, uh, in a situation where we are trying to look for additional resources to run the economy. So, yes. Let's take a closer look at what is happening at the boards in this country. And, and the kind of public reaction and sentiment we're getting on this matter is why, of course, we're having that conversation uh, with you. Justified? You know, lots of comments, uh, yes, backlash against yes, yes. And people are struggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can buy fuel these days. <laughs> and by, that's, the, that's where they are. Yeah. We, we haven't resolved the fact that uh, we, we, we have oil that is being uh, dug in this country. We have a boss that's supposed to be refining it. We don't seem to have made good use of this particular entity ever since it was created. The first time they seem to have gotten somewhere, they say they are buying iPhones. I mean, come on. Uh, you're wondering whether we elected people to, 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 to just, uh, I don't know, I don't know what word to use. I'm just trying to be diplomatic. But honestly speaking, um, an outcry perhaps is not even enough. Perhaps we should be on the streets asking ourselves what our leaders doing. Perhaps we do need that incisive look at cross-board, not just post. What is happening? How much money is being taken away from the public purse for people's personal perks that have nothing, nothing to do with the public good? Perhaps when we start to plug those holes and insist that this must stop, we will then be able to save the kind of money that moves this nation forward and all the holes we are seeing in the roads and the difficulties we are having you know, we can begin to resolve them in a more comprehensive way. I see. Um, but but finally, touching on, you know, good governance, you, the CEOs, fighting, um, you know, the issues of corruption, uh, there's been one central theme uh, over the period, the need to pass that 
um, public officers, uh, the, the uh, conduct of public officers bill, uh, which you believe will, will tackle some of these issues. Uh, is that directly related to, for instance, some of the happenings at Boston? How will such a piece of legislation tackle all of these concerns that, uh, you know, the general public have? Adam? Uh, we seem to have lost uh, Adam Senanu there, but I was just uh, about asking about the Code of Conduct for Public Officers uh, Bill, um, um, which the anti-corruption agencies have been very much uh, keen on. But the latest that uh, I'm sure many of you have lent on social media is about um, uh, this uh, Borgo Storage and Transportation Limited, the state-owned um, enterprise, buying 18 iPhones for staff uh, at a, a cost that many believe is outrageous, uh, and it's the reason for which we're having that conversation uh, with Adam Senano. But you're watching the polls here on the Joy News channel. When we get back, uh, we'll talk about the protest which is about to hit the country in the next 24 hours. Uh, we'll talk about that. Plus, look at the long queues remaining at the district offices of the Electoral Commission. Uh, long queues even just about five hours uh, to the close of that exercise. We'll tell you more about it when we get back. Please stay. My name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still need job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store All the store and discover the smart way to bank echo bank the pan-african bank smile hmm? look lively okay bed bath and beyond is back with more to choose from than ever before at the new bed bath and beyond you'll find all the products and brands you love along with a huge new selection of furniture, decor, and everything else you need to create the home of your dreams. All in one amazing online store. Download our new app and save even more with exclusive deals and offers. Plus, get free shipping right to your front door. Welcome to a bigger, better beyond. Smile, smile. Too small. A bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take Gastron, your most effective antacid, for the relief of symptoms of peptic ulcer, heartburn, gas pain, flatulence, and indigestion. Hey guys, what are you waiting for? Let's go, let's go. Mwah. Can you bring down that smile more? 
Gastrol, effective relief from stomach discomfort. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been written and approved by the FDA. Owning a home is an accomplishment. When it comes to choosing our preference of living, we are faced with a dilemma. Will you go for affordability, comfort, or luxury? Well, we will help you choose your preferred home at a very affordable and convenient way. At the 2023 edition of the Republic Bank Lovathom Habitat Fair. Slated for Friday, 6 October to Sunday, 8th October, 2023. At the Kumasi City Mall, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. each day. This event is brought to you by your superstation, Love 99.5 FM, in partnership with Republic Bank. Powered by Airport City HDG Homes and sponsored by DBS Industries Limited, Syntex Tank, the ultimate protection plus insurance product from Star Life Assurance, safety and home solutions, supported by... And thanks for staying with, with us. Uh, the National uh, Democratic Congress uh, will, in the next 24 hours, uh, lead a protest to occupy the Bank of uh, Ghana. The party is joining forces with other uh, protest groups and uh, pressure organizations uh, on grounds that the central bank governor, Ennis Ardison, is running the country's finances aground. Uh, over the past few days, the leadership of the Occupy BOG protests have been le- leading community engagements, calling on Ghanaians to join uh, the protest which will happen tomorrow. Joining us via Zoom now is uh, Mensa Thompson. He is uh, the convener of the group and also executive director for the Alliance for Social Equity and Public Accountability. Thank you, sir, for spending some time with us. Uh, we know that uh, you've been to so many communities. In fact, you're just uh, wrapping up one of the engagements and making your way back. To Accra, but why should uh, people join the protest tomorrow uh, as you've been canvassing for over the last few days? Yes, pleasant. Thank you so much. Uh, many thanks for having me. A very good afternoon to our terrorist viewers and the Ghanaian population. Um, tomorrow is going to be a historic day in the history of this country, um, uh, primarily because. Tomorrow is going to witness the largest ever protest to hit this country, the largest ever protest, which is going to register not less than 100,000 people on the street of Accra. And we are going to demonstrate against the ineptitude of the central bank governor, uh, Dr. Ernest Addison, who I am not sure whether indeed uh, he's a PhD holder as he claims, because how he's managed our central bank, even somebody with an HND in economics could do better than him. Um, we have asked Ghanaians to come out in their numbers, mainly because 
this the you know our economy runs on two fronts blessed we have we have the fiscal front which is managed by the finance ministry and then we have the monetary front which is managed by the central bank uh, mostly the fiscal front is managed through government policies governments come in governments go and so uh, certain policies of the government mainly economic policy may work or may not work and so the central bank is there as a buffer that when the the economic policy of the government fails the central bank will now come in and act as a sort of a buffer to neutralize or reverse you know the the, the challenges or the crisis which has occasioned or which has been occasioned by the policies of the government and so and that is why you know the the, the bank of ghana act makes you know, gives the, the Bank of Ghana some independence. It gives the governor some security of tenure so the government can come in, government can go, but the central bank will be there to oversee an apolitical institution that will oversee the economic, the monetary aspects of this economy and reverse, you know, all the weaknesses or the challenges that are occasioned by the poor policies of uh of, of, of the government and so if when you have a finance a reckless finance minister who knows next to nothing like Ken Foriata, who becomes a finance minister and start introducing policies and programs that step for the banning economy the job of the central bank is to just intervene and, and 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 make things right and so most of the time when we say a country is in economic crisis it is on the fiscal front it is very hard to see that the government has collapsed or an economy has collapsed on both legs, on both the fiscal front and the monetary front. It's very, very hard to see. And I've thrown this challenge out to anybody out there to give us an example of a country whose economy has collapsed on both the fiscal and monetary front. It has never happened. It is only in Ghana that the fiscal front and the monetary front collapsed at the same time. We woke up one day and we were told that the economy has collapsed, and so the government, the Ministry of Finance, have to go do what we call a debt restructuring program. Ghanaians have to bear the brunt of a very excruciating debt exchange program to the extent that people have to sacrifice their pensions, their life savings, their investment to, under, to allow the country to undergo an IMF program. Mm. Ghanaians kept quiet and bore all that excruciating right. pain. Uh, from the last check we did, you, you had issues with the Ghana police service on the, the routes to, to use for this uh, protest. And there are also questions about whether or not, in fact, you would be allowed closer to the venue, uh, the place you, you would like to hold this uh, protest. Have all these issues been ironed out with the Ghana police service? We don't know. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The Ghana police is trying to behave in the manner they are trying to behave. At our last meeting with the police at the Greater Accra Regional Command, about two weeks ago, we agreed on the route, the modality for this demonstration. Everything was addressed in a meeting. Everything was addressed in a meeting. And 
everything was addressed in a meeting and we had to put everything on paper you know everything was addressed in the meeting and we put it on paper for the police and so there's a record of our agreement with the police the route is pretty simple we are all gathering at circle of brassport we will march through that Abraka stretch through to the rich runabout then we will turn on the right towards the ministries straight to the ministries police station to the high court traffic light then we'll branch on our right to the Athamos highway and then go and do a u-turn at the bank of ghana traffic light and then go to independence square that is the route we have agreed with the police in fact earlier we had even requested that we end the demonstration at the Kwame Nkrumah Mausoleum. The police did not agree to that suggestion. And they said the only place they can allow us to end is the Independence Square. Against our wish. But we, we, we went into that meeting to, ready to, to compromise. So even though that was not our original indication, we agree with the police that if, we, if you are going to allow us to use the route that we have enumerated and we can go and end at the independence square so we've reached that agreement we've reached that compromise long ago so i was surprised when i saw the police go back to court recently to say they want a clarification of the route i mean it, it's just mischievous when we hear this afternoon the police are going to address the media over modalities for the demonstration. Since when did the police have to address media before demonstrations? This is going to be a regular protest. Okay. A protest against a sitting governor. Uh, and we uh, have met with you. Right. Yeah, just, just land on that point for me. Yeah, we have met with you, the police. We have agreed on modalities for the demonstration. Why do you go back to court asking for clarification? Clarification of what? What didn't you understand? When you, when you had the opportunity to sit down with us in a meeting to address the difficulties we addressed everything if you had any challenge why didn't you bring it up at the meeting so that it will be addressed you wait a few days to our demonstration and you go to court that you want clarification for for the modality of the uh, registration uh, sorry for the demonstration it's disingenuous on the part of the police and, okay, and, and i just and need to point out and, and just before you build your point i just need to point out that we are keeping our eyes um uh, on the headquarters of the police service uh, or the greater crowd regional command where of course uh, that press briefing will be happening any moment from now um quick is following up on that we'll, we'll bring you um some live updates as and when we have it coming through so any moment from now uh, we'll get clarity from the point you're raising about the ghana police service and, and the issues uh, they are raising about the roots it does suggest that you don't have you know everything finalized yet you agree we, we do have everything finalized we don't know what the police is up to but it is only up to them we have sat down with them two weeks ago and there's a record of that meeting that we've had with the greater Accra regional police command led by ACP uh, gariba who chaired that particular meeting in that meeting a number of things came up where where it was addressed initially we had said that we're only going to end at, at the bank of ghana 
But after long deliberations, we made a compromise and said, okay, look, we, we may not even go to uh, uh, the Bank of Ghana anymore. We would just go around the traffic light and turn and go to Independence Square. In fact, in fact, it is very important that we should point out that at the initial discussion, when the police told us that the Bank of Ghana was a security zone, and for that matter, they could not allow us to go close, we asked the Bank of Ghana to tell us where the, where the borders of the Bank of Ghana security zone is. Is it that the security zone of the Bank of Ghana starts at the Yoko traffic light? Does it start in front of the, of the Supreme Court? Where does it start and where does it end? Tell us where the borders of the security zone of the Bank of Ghana is, and we will end our demonstration on that border. We won't go further. Listen, we sat in a meeting for close to two hours. The Ghana Police Service could not tell us the borders of the security zone of the Bank of Ghana. For two good hours, the police could not tell us where the security zone of the Bank of Ghana starts and where it ends. And so, we then came up with a proposed rule that since you are unable to tell us where the security zone of the Bank of Ghana starts and where it ends, we will go through this session, turn at the traffic light in front of the Bank of Ghana, and go and end at the Independence Square as you have requested. And they agreed. And they said we should go and put it on paper and bring it back to them. So we went back, put everything on paper, and submitted it to the police, and the police acknowledged. And they issued a statement to that effect. So... We don't know what the police are up to now. Today, they say they are going to address the press. Tomorrow, last time they went to court, said they want clarifications. So if the police did not understand or did not have clarifications over the modalities of the demonstration, then when, why did they issue a statement about two weeks ago indicating that they've reached an agreement with us on the demonstration? Why did they issue that statement? On what basis did they issue that statement? And so we, we are not perturbed by this Even by the Ghana Police Service to sort of dampen the demonstration, Ghanaians are poised to come out in their numbers. At least 100,000 people, we are sure and guaranteed, are going to pour out strong on the street of Accra tomorrow and demonstrate against the reckless, incompetent, disingenuous, destructive action of the Central Bank Governor, Ken Oforiata, and the head of the economic management team, Dr. Mahmoud Baoukia. There are many who are still asking questions as to uh, what um, you know you're expecting after tomorrow's protest. Um, you know the question as to whether or not there's a concise message you're sending to the BOG. What 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 are your expectations after tomorrow's um, protest? Tomorrow's protest is going to be the beginning of a number of civil action that is going to be that's going to happen against the central bank governor. We know that the actions of the central bank governor, particularly the printing of 77 billion Ghana cities for the, for the government within one financial year, is criminal, it's against all international financial management regulations, it, it violates the central bank or the Bank of Ghana Act, it violates every principle of, of, of public financial management. And, and, and we expect that the governor does not only lose his job or sack from office, but he is made to face criminal prosecution because the act is very, very clear that 
at all times, zero central bank financing. And at a year where the Bank of Ghana want to do central bank financing, it should be more than 5% of the previous year's revenue. And the act penalizes and criminalizes this, this serious violation of the law. And so, in effect, the central bank governor is a criminal. And we can't have uh, a criminal Mr. Thompson, system. Mr. Mr. Thompson, you, you don't have um, you know, evidence to back the claims you're making now. Somebody um, who violated the law, yeah, somebody who, who, who violated the law, isn't he you, a criminal? You, uh, you would have to withdraw that statement um, here on this platform. Blessed, what do you want me to... What, what do you want me to withdraw? Yeah, yeah, you're not a court on your own. Uh, you can't pronounce someone as It is not a court that makes somebody... If you see, yeah. if you see somebody stealing yeah. somebody's just, money, just withdraw you the wait statement. for the court to tell just, you... Just, just, withdraw you the statement. Just, just withdraw the statement. Let's make progress. Brendan, I am not... Brendan, I am not going to withdraw that statement. He's a criminal. And we can't allow okay. a criminal to continue to sit at, at our central bank. Mr. And Thompson. that is why we are demonstrating. Uh, okay. We can't continue to allow a criminal to sit at our central right. bank. Um, He's a criminal. I, I get that. Uh, uh, but I don't share the views you, you share. These are your personal yeah, opinion. Uh, uh, and, of course, I uh, would have to, you know, uh, live it here. Mr. Thompson, thank you uh, so much for spending some time uh, with us. Uh, quite a heated exchange there, but it's fine. Let's move on. Uh, let's take you now to one of the busiest routes that uh, connects uh, the western and central regions to the capital, uh, the uh, Kaswa uh, area, uh, because uh, that's uh, sadly... We know that the once glorious uh, stretch has lost its glory, uh, gaping potholes and stagnant uh, rainwater, and uh, mud from the surrounding hills have taken over portions of the road, forcing commuters to spend hours in traffic on that stretch. There's more uh, in this report by Faustina Safo. A few meters from the Kaswa boot is a stagnant pool of water like a naturally created government's flagship project. One district, one dam. The problem, however, is that the irrigation potential of this particular dam, created by cascading rainwater and mudslides, is not being tapped as it sits right in the middle of the road. Drivers navigating this stretch must drive with caution, mindful of the peril that awaits them if they speed up. Each rainfall, the asphalt on this stretch is covered with thick sludge from surrounding hills. Frustrated residents say for years, successive governments have looked on without providing a permanent solution to the problem. I'm not from Togo to Anangasangasa de Bahan, you can see Sawis. And here they are Monkantira Womo. Gana and Penifono Mudri or Monfaho, no ma father lane. No ma so hazard ade si so wa 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 ha no mo nfa bi na nko mo fa no mo to amenem eno mo hu de we kwa yesterday we spent 6 hours in traffic from the tobut to this point our leaders don't use this stretch each time it rains they rather put on their sirens and use the other lane if they were compelled to use this stretch to have a feel of how we spend so much money fixing our tires probably they would ensure that this issue is addressed Top government officials own houses around this place, but they keep mute and watch us suffer. 
just now my brake band came off. I have to buy a new one. I honestly don't see what the government is doing to help us as citizens. Every year during the rainy season, this is what we endure. Government needs to construct a huge drain to channel excess water and then get a professional to see how we can prevent the mud from clogging our drains. The drains designed to channel excess water are now clogged with mud and overgrown weeds. Right before my eyes, a vehicle got stuck, trapped in the mud, a testament to the unforgiving nature of the road. This stretch is a very busy stretch and ordinarily it's the only stretch that takes you from the central region to the greater Accra region with ease. It's a major highway and just few meters away from this point was the once vibrant toll boat that served as a source of income and revenue to government. So even as I struggle to pull out my feet from the mud, the big question is, where did all that money go to? Well, obviously I can help this gentleman, but then hopefully government can do something to help him by getting this road fixed. John is a contractor under the Ministry of Roads and Highways. His job is to desilt the drains and gather the mud from the road each time it rains. But he laments he has not been paid for the past four years. Now, but, mommy, for the past four good years, two months, yeah, yeah, you know, we are my highways, four good years, two months, Muna, Initially, when it rains, we quickly bring in our machines to pack the mud from the road. But for the past four years, two months, we have not been paid by the highways authorities. We decided to drive to Barrier, and for hours my team was stuck in traffic a kilometer journey from the kaswa tobo to barrier it took about two hours 15 minutes the police had to create a diversion route due to the intensity of the mudslide forcing motorists to share one lane i spotted this excavator which had been deployed to gather silt unfortunately it broke down Honestly, it's really hard. Like, even when I take a drive with my driver and we go towards that car, it took four hours. We were in traffic for four hours on the road. Like, it, it's a nonstop thing. And even the, I went to Tuba, right? The road over there, they had it one side closed down. We were driving on the same side of the road. You had cars coming from this way, cars coming from that way, going towards each other. Like, that's not safe. Baby, I'm so tired. I'm each time it rains, everyone feels the pinch. The police had to create a diversion at barrier because the road is unmotorable. I am a motor rider, and each time it rains, I know I will have to spend my sales fixing one problem or the other on my bike. As drivers navigate the quagmire, 
they plead with governments to act. The question is, when will government fix this problem? Faustina Safo, Photo News. Uh, let's bring in Rotan, uh, building consultant engineer Abdullahi Mahama. Thank you uh, for spending some time with us. Um, quite a, a very dire situation there. But, uh, you know, in your assessment of, of this whole situation, what's the cause of the problem? Well, uh, I would say uh, good evening to your cherished uh, viewers. Um, I think 2002, 2004, 2006, thereabouts, there was a contractor who was working on the Malankaswa interchange, um, Malankaswa Highway. Now, during the construction, ordinarily the contractor was supposed to get material that is gravel to be able to do all the various pavement layers like the stub base, the general field, the stub base, the base, or the stub, uh, mechanical stabilized base. And that is one of the areas that the contractor sourced for the material for the works. Um, those lands were individually owned. So apparently the contractor might have engaged the owners of the lands and then win the material for the works. Now, when you are done with such works, depending on what the, the owner of the land decides to use the land for, either you have to reclaim the land or the person will say, okay, the land is earmarked for maybe construction of houses. So you just level the place and leave it for the uh, construction of the houses to take place. So as to what discussion transpired between the owners of the lands during the time of wind and sand, and as at now, is a challenge that will need to be addressed. Um, the road is done, and unfortunately, the place had been exposed, the vegetation cover had been exposed. And then once you have water seeping through, infiltrating into the, the soil, you have this heavy material coming down as much. So these are like mini mudslides. Why well, we should have those major ones that were witnessed in Sierra Leone, we may cut off the whole road completely from the Accra bound section and probably the Kaswa uh, bound section of the, complete, the, the other side of the road. In that case, if we don't get the emergency team to actually go in and clear up the uh, mud on the road, we may have to go through Amasaman, use that Kaswa enclave road and connect to Kaswa and then continue again, either reversing backwards or moving towards the central region. So we need, as a matter of agency, to re-engineer the place. In fact, we've had a lot of um, side visits. In fact, your own sister uh, station had a, a documentary, Time Ticking Bomb, and I featured prominently on that uh, documentary about 2019. So you can imagine the year that has just elapsed, and we are still where we are. Construction is still ongoing on the side hills, Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC Hanging loosely 
but the, the underneath them have been eroded. So some of them are just hanging on the cliffs that at any time T, when the rains intensifies, we're going to have a lot of mudslide coming onto the, the, the road. Mm. And what do you see as the possible solution? That's why I say the Ghana Highways Authority had actually done some preliminary investigations or site reconnaissance survey, including some other state of uh, uh, agencies. What I think that has to be done engineering-wise is that they have to take a full um, drone and get detail of how the top of the mountain looks as of now. The buildings that are springing up like mushrooms in some of those selected areas may have to be halted by the local assembly. Once it is properly engineered, there will be layers of gravel from the same area being compacted in various layers and compacted satisfactorily. Once those things are done, any enhanced community building would drastically minimize the soil, uh, the, the soil that is coming onto the road. Now, there are some other storm drains that were constructed during the construction stage. And those storm drains are not silted. Some pipe ones are not silted. However, the open storm channels have been silted. So when they come to do the re-engineering and doing the various layer compactions, they may have to now connect other valleys on top. If you have been there, you will see that there are about six other valleys which are within the right. mountainous area. That when we do those storm like a cascade form, immediately the rains come, the cascade will be able to intercept all the debris, and the, the water would run smoothly on top of this, and they get to the roadside. side. Mind you, we don't have to disturb the aquatic nature of the wager dam itself. So we need to actually screen, and it can be done engineering. When we do the cascade and the water is properly screened, it will connect towards the wager, and we will not have the contamination on the other side of the, of the road as the, the Winneba Strait or Winneba bound of the road. All right. Grateful, Engineer uh, Mahama, for joining uh, the conversation. And long queues remain at the district offices of the Electoral Commission of Ghana, raising concerns over the decision by the election management body to end the exercise today. The EC maintains that it has already met its target of adding 700,000 new voters onto the electoral roll, a reason for which it will only resume registration ahead of uh, the 2020 general elections next year. However, joint news checks at the various um, Registration centers is revealing long queues uh, which remain at the centers uh, where the limited uh, voter registration exercise is uh, ongoing. Nana Albuachi Yadom reports uh, from the Ashanti Regional Capital Commercial. The limited voters registration exercise, which began on September 12th, comes to an end today at various registration centers across the country. We are currently at the EC's headquarters or office in the Ashanti region, where some new applicants have been trooping in to participate in the registration exercise. Um, this is where they would be moving to um, to participate or to get their voters registration exercise. This particular um, regional office of the EC is housing five different constituencies. We have Tafo, Mensha North, Mensha South, Bantama, and Inshaya. So, so you can see that some people over here, um, they just came in.
to participate in the exercise. These are applicants from Tafo and over here applicants also from Menshia North. Over here are applicants from Menshia South. You can see applicants from Menshia South and then applicants for the Bantama constituency and over there are applicants for the Inshayaso constituency. So this is how it looks like over here at the Ashanti Regional EC headquarters where applicants continue to troop in to participate in the limited voters registration exercise. I have some persons here with me I'll be engaging to find out from them how the exercise has been so far as it comes to an end today. Boss, welcome to Joy News. How has the exercise been for you so far since it began on September 12th? Well, it has been very, very fruitful. We've not witnessed any bad incidents, especially at the centre. So you can say, very good. I'm quite surprised because today seems to be the very last day for the registration exercise, but applicants continue to troop in to participate. Um, that's normal of Ghanaians. We, we mostly wait for the last days. That is where we become more serious in doing things. So we, we, we're not surprised for such number. And we are even expecting more. You are expecting more. You are expecting more as it comes to an end today. Number, yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's natural of Ghanaians. Mostly, we wait for the last days before we push in to do things. So the number you see here is no surprise. You happen to be an agent. Are you not concerned about the refusal to? in an extension? Well, um, we are. We are. If, if they do extend, we'll be very grateful. Like I said, Ghanaians attitude. Ghanian attitude. Um, we always wait for the last day. And then at the end of the last day, if you still have people who have not registered, um, it's, it's very good if you can allow them to. So if EC do extend, we'll be happy. Yeah. But how many people have you been able to register? This constituency is Bantama. How many people have been registered? So far, we've registered um, around 3,100, 3, thereabouts, yeah. Was that the estimated number? Yeah, we, we, we were given a target of 4,000 plus, but um, we've so far registered around 3,000 plus, yeah. Okay, so he has been, he's an agent for the New Patriotic Party and he has been able to register over 3,000 new applicants um, here at the Ashanti region where the limited voter registration exercise is currently ongoing. It comes to an end officially today and you can see some of these applicants are here waiting for their turn to also get registered so that at the end of the day they do not fall victim. So I have with me an agent of the National Democratic Congress as well. Boss, how has the process been so far for you? It comes to an end today and it seems people continue to troop in despite um, it's it ending today. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning to everyone. Take a hard work, a stress, a stress indeed. Because bouncing people from Biase, Dotekware, Moshizongo, uh, Estate to Regional Coordinating Council is not an easy job. The money we spend, the money we spend for fuel, the car, even our car just break down this morning. I have to go and hire different car. So I'm begging the electoral commissioner, at least next time, I, I hope next year, there is a, another limited registration. We should do it at electoral area, for God's sake. At least now I can tell you confidently that in my constituency, only register about 10%, 90% are there. Because some, somebody 
will just tell you that he won't leave his job and come here and come and join join this queue. So it's a lot of stress, just a lot of stress. Let's look at the numbers. Today happens to be the last day, yeah. but people are still coming in to register. Definitely, that's what I'm telling you. I even told you that we even register only 10%. Even in my electoral area, that's Motizongo, we only register 10%. Because you can't you can pass all of them. You, you just can't do. It's a lot of stress. So we are begging. Next, next year, the limited registration should be an electoral area, not a regional coordinating council. It's not, it's not it's unacceptable. So you are trying to say that you've not met your target so far? Exactly, exactly. Exactly. But how many people have you been able to register from your end? Me, from my end, those people I convert to this place, at least I have managed to convert about 800 people, which I was expecting to be more than that. You understand? I was expecting to be more than that. I was expecting, I was expecting at least 1,500. You understand? But you can do it. It takes a lot of stress, money you spend, transport. It's not easy. So at least we are begging the authorities next year, at least they should do it in electoral area so that to help all of us. Are you not adding your voice to calls for an extension? Definitely, if you get at least one week extension, can be. But, you know, all of us, not even me in the opposition, even the, gov- the government body, have all, everybody sort of uh, this thing. You don't have uh, even money to bust people again. So we have to mobilize another uh, this thing. It's not easy. So, well, if there is an extension, I think it will be okay. But for now, it's not easy, my brother. Okay, so he is saying that if there is an extension, why not? They would be happy to, to continue to bring in people to participate in the registration exercise. But clearly, you can see that people or new applicants continue to come in to participate in the limited voter registration exercise, though it is ending today. August, October 2nd. From the Ashanti Regional Coordinating Council, the EC headquarters here, my name is Nana Bwachi Yadom. While we are learning that the situation remains the same in some other regions, let's take you to the Volta region now. Ivy Setoji is joining us uh, from there. Ivy, we are learning that the um, approach being adopted by the EC now is to give out numbers to those who uh, remain in these long queues. The plan is, and this is not confirmed, but of course that's what we're learning of, that they plan to continue in the event that they are not able to you know, exhaust all, all of the uh, individuals standing in these uh, queues at the various centers. Well, what, what's happening in the Volta region? Yes, so the same situation is happening uh, in the Volta region where people uh, will be or may be given numbers. Uh, by 5 p.m., uh, they are still in the queue. So those people may be given numbers uh, so they can continue uh, tomorrow. That is if they are in the queue before uh, uh, 5 p.m. And so that is what is happening. People are asking for extension, especially those in the hinterlands who were not able to uh, assess the uh, the centers to register. They are asking for extension so they can also participate uh, in, in the process. So for now, uh, that is what is happening. They are hoping that everything, uh, people are able to register before 5 p.m. Uh, or people who are in the queue are able to, they are able to complete before 5 p.m. So that means they may not be able to, but if they are in the queue, they will have no choice than to give them numbers uh, so they can continue tomorrow. You, you've been looking at the, uh, the queues yourself. 
does it look like this exercise will be exhausted? I mean, those even still waiting in the queue, uh, all of that will be exhausted before five, which is just um, about 30 minutes or 34 minutes. 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah, 20, 24 uh, well, minutes. A few, a few may remain because some people uh, have to go to work before they come, and those from uh, the villages or the hinterlands will also have to come. Some of them will have to go to their farms, markets, and all that before they uh, access the centers. So there is a possibility. This new Wendy's Frosty flavor is way too exciting to keep under wraps. It's a brand new, first-of-its-kind flavor. Get this, pumpkin spice. I know, right? It's so good. It's rich, it's cozy. It's the perfect flavor for some fall frosty time. Watch, everyone will see it and jump on the bandwagon. Grab a never-before-seen Pumpkin Spice Frosty or Pumpkin Spice Frosty Cream Cold Brew today when you choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's. Vanilla Frosty is temporarily unavailable. Yeah. Of people, uh, you know, registering tomorrow, a, a few may be uh, given numbers to do that tomorrow because at the end of the getting to the close of the registration, People are now coming, you know, and normal Ghanaian will wait until the last day mm-hmm. uh, before uh, he or she gets to the centre to register. So exactly what is happening. Okay. Uh, any reaction from stakeholders, the political parties and those who have been trying to get their people to register? Yeah, so most uh, political parties, you see them there uh, trying to uh, get to the people, get their numbers. Uh, they, they are willing to uh, the EC to uh, make sure that everyone is registered. Uh, the ones, especially, they, most of them are concerned about the hinterlands. Mm. People who do not have access to the EC offices, uh, who are not able to fund their transport, and so they are the mercy of the politicians to fund their transport uh, to and fro for of the EC centers to their their places. So political parties, those. Uh, who are there, they are asking that AC uh, is able to extend the time so that these people can be able to also participate in the process. So it's mainly about the extension right. of, of the time for them to register. Okay, uh, Ivy Sertoji joining us uh, there from uh, the uh, Volta regional capital, and uh, she's been monitoring the exercise in that part of the country. It's uh, been the same for many of our centres. We're just waiting to see uh, if the EC will reverse its decision uh, of ending the exercise today. I will keep you updated on that. Uh, but that's all we have for you uh, in this package of the polls. I am Lesser so going to log on to myjoyonline.com for more stories. Thanks for your time. We'll see you again. Bye-bye. That's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface like it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S. Mm-hmm. That is so true, my daughter. 
Well, it's father, it was Milo. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Owning a home is an accomplishment. When it comes to choosing our preference of living, we are faced with a dilemma. Will you go for affordability, comfort, or luxury? Well, we will help you choose your preferred home at a very affordable and convenient way. At the 2023 edition of the Republic Bank Love Affirm Habitat Fair. Slated for Friday, 6 October to Sunday, 8th October, 2023. At the Kumasi City Mall, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. each day. This event is brought to you by your superstation, Love 99.5 FM, in partnership with Republic Bank. Powered by Airport City HDG Homes. And sponsored by DBS Industries Limited, Syntex Tank, the ultimate protection plus insurance products from Star Life Assurance, safety and home solutions, supported by... About a month later, then you are there, and then one person's picture will be sent. So, so and so has died. Set reminders and get ready for the academic showdown of the year. The 2023 National Science and Math Quiz. It's time for the brightest young minds in Ghana to battle it out for academic supremacy. Expect mind-bending equations, heart-pounding moments, and nail-biting suspense as the best schools go head-to-head. Who will it? the ultimate champions and claim the prestigious trophy. Catch the action on TV, radio and online starting 6th to 24th October 2023. The 2023 National Science and Mass Quiz is produced by Primetime Limited and sponsored by the Ghana Education Service in partnership with Goyo PLC and supported by AT, Airtel Tigo, Prudential Life Insurance Ghana, Pepsodent, Better Malt, APSA, Accra College of Medicine, Academic City University College, Coronation Insurance, Garnet, Cowbell, Bellaqua, GTP, and YFM. The broadcast of the National Science and Mass Quiz on Joy News and Joy Prime is supported by Vitamilk, German Ozone Medical Center, Virtual Security Africa, Royal Four, Ace Medical Insurance, Chop Box Technologies, Syntex Tanks, Build Financial Technologies, and Family Health University College. Good morning. Welcome to Joy News Desk. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. Let me tell you, this is not a small job at all. What can you report from the Fana community? We are still sounding the alarm for people who are hiding. 
to know that help has come. The board is supposed to be meeting this morning to deliberate on this nominee. Yes, this problem has been recurring over time. The people have invested their, the fruits of their excellence and you want to throw it away because you think you can. No, you, it's not lawful for him to do it, period. What's the basis that these uh, financial assurances will be giving latest today? If you follow what has transpired over the week, we got the information when the president addressed uh, the media celebration indicating that China is going to come on board. Imagine a family without a home. Imagine a song without a voice. Imagine a church without prayers. Imagine a government without citizens. Imagine democracy without journalists. Imagine a world without the media. Life is full of issues and stories about people, communities, and governments. Stories that have to be told by well-trained journalists. That's why you can't imagine news without Joy News. A fifth of the babies who come in will end up dying. This is impactful journalism. The storytelling that stretches your imagination and shines a light on the underreported issues. Normally, if you talk, that is change people. Let them see it. This is impactful journalism. It is fearless, independent journalism that reshapes thoughts and crushes stereotypes. But I had no more strength in me again. The person must be made to know that what you have done, yes, it would have deserved neither. This is impactful journalism. It provides context and meaning to the different perspectives. Children are born with sin. And therefore, if you don't baptize them, and they die as children, then they will go to hell. This is funny. This is impactful journalism. It provides context and meaning to the different perspectives. This is Joy News Hotline Documentaries. Compelling stories changing the status quo. In a nation where the power distributor is highly indebted, a sinister syndicate lurks in the shadows as greed infiltrates the heart of Ghana's power supply. Join us on a riveting journey as we uncover the shocking truth behind ECG meter allocations. Corruption, deceit, and betrayal. It's a tale that will leave you asking why. This thing is a big moral responsibility and values fight.
Imagine a family without a home. Imagine a song without a voice. Imagine a church with Imagine democracy without journalists. Imagine a world without the media. Life is full of issues and stories about people, communities, and governments. Stories that have to be told by well-trained journalists. That's why you can't imagine news without Joy News. Thanks for staying with us here on the Joy News uh, channel. We have a developing story for you, which has got to do with the Occupy BOG protest. Um, the National Democratic Congress leading a group of other political parties and civil society groups uh, to stage a protest tomorrow uh, at the headquarters of the Central Bank. Uh, the Ghana Police Service is about uh, updating uh, the general public on the modalities for the exercise. We can now bring you live pictures uh, from the uh, headquarters of the Ghana Police Service. As we have it coming through, we give you a feel of what's happening uh, right now at the headquarters uh, of the police service, where leading uh, members of the Ghana Police Service are just uh, about settling in to address uh, the press. We, we give you live pictures now on your screen, so you get a sense of what's uh, happening now at the headquarters um, of the police service, which we'll be uh, giving to you uh, shortly, and also... Uh, getting uh, some reactions to this uh, developing issue. The NDC at the last check not, um, of course, agreeing to the, the roots uh, for the protest, of course, insisting that uh, they would want to, of course, move to the headquarters. Now you have uh, uh, Grace Ansa, who is um, in charge of uh, the PR units for the Ghana Police Service speaking there. Uh, let's listen in, uh, probably. Uh, she's giving uh, some ground rules there and also uh, is about to update the general public on the Occupy BOG protests. We are waiting for that moment. Uh, it's not just... Um, uh, the uh, woman in charge now, Fia, who will be speaking. Obviously, we have uh, some leading figures of the police service there uh, who are also um, joining the address. Uh, we're just uh, about hearing from the police on festival issues that have come up, disagreements with the uh, NDC on the routes uh, for the demonstration. We're hoping uh, that the police service will uh, now, of course, have a clear uh, sense of what it is that uh, the NDC 
uh, will be making use of in terms of the routes for the demonstration. Uh, there's also the um, issue about whether or not protesters will be allowed to uh, come closer to the central bank, which you see in the background uh, here. Uh, we also know that it's been a while uh, since the Ghana Police Services had updated the uh, general public on uh, martyrs. It's uh, by far the very first time we're uh, seeing a press briefing by the uh, police service in a while. So let's listen in to the address. We're to start at exactly 4.30. I apologize for the 15 or 16 minutes lateness. Without wasting any time, allow me to introduce the officers with me at the table. I will start from my immediate left. We have Commissioner of Police, Mr. F.M. Suraj, who is our Director General Police Operations. To my right, I have Deputy Commissioner of Police, Mrs. Faustina Ejewa Kudria Andokofi, the Director General CID. Next to her, it's our Deputy Commissioner of Police, Mr. Henry Otsu, the Operational Deputy Regional Commander of the Greater Accra Regional Command. To my extreme left, we have Superintendent Juliana Obain, the Director, Pub, uh, the Public Relations Officer for the Accra Regional Command. And I am Assistant Commissioner of Police, Grace. Answer Akrofi, Director of Public Affairs. So once again, you are welcome. We wish to express our sincerest appreciation to all of you for making time to join us at this evening's uh, briefing. We are gathered here this evening to have a briefing on the preparations and all the security arrangements that the police service has put in place towards the planned demonstration by the minority in parliament scheduled for tomorrow, Tuesday, 3rd October, been working with a minority group for some time now towards this demonstration. And at this note, I wish to take the opportunity to thank the minority group, the leaders, the organizers, for their cooperation so far with the police service. As we appreciate them, we wish to also state that the police service as an institution has been committed to providing security for all demonstrations across the country. And as you are aware, we have a track record of ensuring the safety and security of demonstrators at all times. And this particular demonstration scheduled for tomorrow is no exception. I will take you through a few of the arrangements we have made and what our expectations are and what our assurances to the Ghanaian people are. As always, we have deployed our men. We've been training, rehearsing, preparing, so that we can deliver the best form of security to the organizers and the demonstrators, and also to other users of our ropes and other um, members of the motoring public and all other members of the public who may be going about their normal duties who are not necessarily involved in the demonstration. 
to ensure that we've deployed personnel across the various routes, the starting point, the routes and the destination for the demonstrations. Also, we've deployed adequate logistics in place ready to ensure that every Ghanaian citizen who shows up on the streets to exercise their constitutional right to demonstrate is protected, is guaranteed safety and security. I will quickly run you through the traffic arrangements made for tomorrow's demonstration. Per our agreements with the minority group, the demonstrators will converge at the Obra Sport and the Kwame Nkrumah Circle and proceed to Adabraka to reach runabout, National Theatre traffic lights, High Court complex traffic lights, through Atamel's Highway and make a U-turn at the National Lotteries and terminate at the Independence Square. The road from the Independence Square in front of the National Lotteries towards the old Parliament traffic lights will be blocked temporarily to vehicular traffic during the course of the demonstration. And now a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive. And today's forecast, expect a steady breeze with a 100% chance of twisting down those country back roads gleefully on your motorcycle. Some will want you, others will want to be you, and animals everywhere will yearn for opposable thumbs just to work that throttle like you do. Oh, <laughs> nature's cruel design. That's your forecast, back to you. This has been a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive, where every day is a beautiful day to ride with 24-7 roadside assistance from America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. The block roads will be diverted through the Starlet traffic lights, through the Ministry's traffic lights, to pass in front of the office of the Department of Urban Roads, through the National Lotteries, to link up with the AMA road to Iyoko, to take a detour back to the John Evans at Mills Highway at the old Parliament traffic intersection. Please let's be assured that personnel of the Motor Traffic and Transport Departments, that is the MTTD, will be deployed at the various intersections to assist the motoring public. We would also like to take this opportunity to urge the organizers and the demonstrators who will be coming to out tomorrow to protest to ensure that they cooperate with the police and also abide by the security arrangements that have been agreed upon in accordance with the Public Order Act. And our assurance to the general public is that, as always, the Ghana Police Service remains committed to working with all of its relevant stakeholders to ensure that as a country, we deepen our democratic credential, and not just that, but we also ensure security, law and order in the country. Whilst I'm at it, let me take this opportunity to also urge our friends from the media present and those that will be showing up tomorrow to make an effort to come out with some form of identification to enable our officers to easily make you out as journalists. At this juncture, I would pause for a moment and ask my colleague uh, Julie to give us the three version of the arrangements 
so that our colleagues from the Akan Media would also be able to cover that for us. Thank you very much. When she is done, we'll take a few questions and then we'll call it a day. Thank you so much for your attention. viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC.